This is the Hofstra Radio Alumni Audio Yearbook. Today is August 18th, 2022. Please tell us your name and the years you were at Hofstra Radio. My name is Alina Florescu, and I was at WRHU from the summer of 2003 to the summer of 2006. So I was in one of the summer training classes. Okay. Uh, What shows or programs did you work on at WRHU? So um, I did P5 at the time, which is the hip-hop show. Um, I know the name's changed since. I did Uncharted Territory, which I believe is now called Off the Charts. Um, I did Newsline, which I think was only a few minutes when I first started, maybe 15 or so, and then I think it increased to like a half-hour show. Um, I did Hofstra's Morning Wake-Up Call, and I actually did um, Do Musica, which is funny. I laugh because I am not a fluent Spanish speaker. I mean, I a little bit just from um, what I learned in, in high school. Um, but I uh, I joined that show because some of my friends were doing it. I knew enough. So it was I, I could kind of do it. And then one day, a whole bunch of people couldn't come in. And I was like, the only one that could show up. So they talked me through some stuff over, over the phone. So yeah. So this was a Spanish language program? It was, yes. And I, I think it's still on. I think it's still called Tu Musica. Yep. And, it, and it was by students. It wasn't a community volunteer. It was, if I remember, it was he, I think he was a student. I think he was actually a student, like the producer of it. And then um, two of the girls in my training class that I became really good friends with, Yvette and Jasmine, they both did the show. And so they were like, well, you understand a little bit of Spanish. You can speak it. Um, so they, I got cleared to do the show. And one day nobody could come in. I was the only one that could show up. To kind of hold it down so they helped me over the phone with certain things that I didn't know how to say and, and I did it <laughs> wow very impressive um speaking of community volunteer shows did you work on any of the weekend programs or public affairs shows I did not no right away um when I joined I wanted to do um uncharted territory that was like I guess pre-top 40 is the way that we were describing it at the time I don't know if it's any different now I know the name has changed now um, but that's like kind of what I wanted to do because that was more of like the music that I listened to that and the hip hop show. Okay. Um, did you have any titles or positions at the station? Yeah. So I was a producer of Uncharted Territory for a few months. Um, I don't remember exactly what happened, but the producer at the time was no longer able to do it. So I kind of took over for a few months. And then I became personnel director in 2005. Okay. When you were on the air, did you use your own name? Did you have any aliases or nicknames? I did use my own name for certain shows. And then for the hip hop show, everybody had a nickname. So the guys were like, no, you, you need a nickname. So they gave me Diamond. <laughs> so I went by Diamond on P5, the hip hop show. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, this is a two-part question and you can answer however makes sense to you, but I always want to know what it is that brings people to the radio station. And then if you could paint a picture of what it was like when you got there, if you could tell us where it was, maybe people that you met, uh, what it looked like, what was going on at the station when you first arrived? So I think, I guess what brought me to the station is honestly fate luck. Um, I, Knew I, that I did not want to go away to school, so I, I'm on Long Island, so it was kind of just a handful of, of schools that I was looking at, and I just decided that I liked Hofstra the most, not really knowing what I wanted to do. But I've always had a love for radio. Um, when I was little, 
I would listen to the radio and like, you know, wait to hit record mm-hmm. on my cassettes, steal music off the radio. And I would always wonder how people did it, how people got on the radio, um, probably from like the age of nine or 10. And so then I heard that Hofstra had a radio station and they were looking for people. And so I applied. And then in the um, in my interview, Bruce was in my interview. He we were just talking and he asked me if because I'm, I'm from I was born in Romania and I came here when I was six. And so that came up somehow. And he was like, oh, would you would you ever do a, a music show in Romanian? And at the time I was really into like more hip hop and 40 and stuff like that. And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, actually, I just discovered, you know, when I went to Romania a couple of years ago that there's hip hop, there's like Romanian rap music. So he's like, oh, so you would do a Romanian hip hop show? And I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> Obviously that never happened because you need other people to be able to get cleared to do it. Um, so that never came about. That was like something in my interview that I remember very clearly. Um, so yeah, I interviewed and then I was part of the summer training class and I think being part of a summer training class is a great experience because there's so few people still on campus, right? That you can kind of jump right in and like do as much as you can when the training class is over. And so when fall comes and all these people come back, you already like have some experience under your belt because mm-hmm. you, your hands are needed, you know, because there's not a lot of people there. So um, I want to go back a little bit. What were some of the stations that you were listening to? Uh, as a kid that got you interested in radio? So I lived in California until I was 12. So I remember specifically KSFM 102.5 in Sacramento. Um, I was obsessed. Um, My class, my sixth grade class, somebody from my birthday made me a bracelet that said, I heart KSFM. Like that's how obsessed Mm -hmm. I was. And then when I came to New York, I would listen to Hot 97, Power 105, of course, like Z100, um, on Long Island, WBLI. Those were the stations that kind of inspired me. Okay. Um, now, you decide on Hofstra. Um, I, I wasn't sure if I, if I recall this right, but you said you weren't quite sure what you wanted to do or what you wanted to study, but you had an idea of going to the radio station and you started before you were a freshman. So there must have been some knowledge of the station and some awareness that this was a thing that you could do. Do you remember how you found out about Hofstra's radio station? No. So actually, I started going to Hofstra fall of, of 2002. And I I mean, I just picked Hofstra because I liked it. I liked the school. Okay. Um, uh-huh. I didn't know that. I didn't know how people got on the radio, right? I had no clue. Um, so that's why I kind of say it's like a little bit of fate that brought me to have to the Hofstra radio station because, um, then I found, I was part of the honors college and through the honors college, I remember, I think I got an email or something saying that the radio station was looking for people to apply. Okay. And so that's how I found out about the station. So, I mean, just a little bit of luck, a little bit of fate that I ended up picking Hofstra and they had a great radio station and you know, it's, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it the best college radio station ever, because you as a a student can get on it and you can do as much as you want. I mean, as long as you put the work in, you know, like I, I don't know if there's any other school that has that opportunity for students. If you work hard and you do what you need to do and you get cleared for shows and you show up and put in the effort that you can actually go and do like really cool things with it. 
Hmm. Um, what else do you remember about the interview process? And, and uh, was there anybody else other than Bruce in, in the interview? I don't remember. I don't remember who else was in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember it was in Dempster Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it was a couple of other people in there because I know it was always multiple people. Like it was what it was at the like people from the EB and people from the AB and um, but I don't remember who else was in my interview. I do remember who taught my training class. So my training class was Andrew Falzone, um, Dustin, um, Katie Mulligan. I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, and I just remember thinking that, you know, they must be so much older than me or they know so much or, and then it's funny because then you become friends with them and, you know, like still to this day, I'm like Facebook friends with a whole bunch of people. And it, it was such a, it's Hofstra radio is such a cool place that brings people together that maybe you would have never met, right? Um, you know, because you had different majors or you're both commuters and you probably would have never crossed paths on campus. So but yeah, that's that's who I remember from uh, teaching my training class. And then um, in my training class, like I said, uh, Yvette, Jasmine were in my training class. Oh, my memory's not great, so I don't remember too that's, many yeah. other people in my training class. No, that's that's that's, that's great. Uh, I'm more curious about sort of you you are this fan of radio. You're you're wondering how things happen and people get into it. How do you? What were your can you compare your expectations or your hopes with actually getting into the studio and seeing like, okay, this is the board and this is the microphone and this is how things work. Do you remember making connections between your expectations and what you were learning? I don't know if I had any expectations because I'd never seen the inside of a radio station before RHU. Right. Um, I mean, I remember thinking the board is, it looks like you're flying a, ufo right like all these buttons and then you realize what they do and you don't have to actually touch all of them most of the time and um but the way that that rhu did it the the way that they trained was great because it was kind of layers you know Mm -hmm. so you you learn the fcc stuff and you learn like the board kind of like comes you know like it it was it wasn't all at once like you weren't thrown behind the board and like figure it out you you were you know really trained really well okay um do you remember getting on the air the first time and if not the exact first time do you remember your feelings or your anticipation of getting on the air and how you felt afterwards i believe that my first show that i ever did was uncharted territory very early probably i think it was five to seven a.m at that time wow And I do remember being nervous and there's no one else at the station. So you're just hoping that you remember what buttons to press and what buttons to not press. Um, Yeah, I don't remember too much. I'm so sorry. No, no. Were you you nervous? Were you excited? Were you worried about it? Or did you think, okay, I can do this. This is this is easy. Yeah, no, I definitely was nervous. And I remember thinking, because, you know, you have to talk in like over outros and intros and stuff like that. And I remember thinking, it's so hard to say something in such a short amount of time. So it was like really trying to plan out when I'm going to talk over what songs and and we got to pick the songs, which was really cool. So then that kind of gave me a little bit of like a, an extra thing to worry about and to like try to plan into my show. 
Um, and it's funny because looking back, like, you know, I thought like, wow, I can't say much in, you know, 20 seconds. But now I could I could tell you a whole story in seven just from doing radio for so long. So, Right. Uh, you, this is probably unfair to ask, but do you remember anything that you played from that first show yes. or what you might have been listening to? Okay, so my memory is so strange, right? Because I don't remember certain things and then certain little things will stick out. So I remember Rihanna upon the replay was one of the songs that I was playing at the time on Uncharted Territory. And it just, there was no way to know like what Rihanna was going to be and who she was, you know, she's this mega star that like goes on to do so much more than just music. But yeah, that was, that song was brand new at the time. And so that was one of the songs I remember from my RHE days. It always makes me think of those days whenever I hear it. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so you've mentioned a few names um, of people who helped you get settled. Who else was around uh, that helped you feel comfortable either on the air or around the office and around the station? Everybody there, from my experience, was always so helpful and welcoming. Um, but I guess my time there was spent. Let me let me rattle off some names. Um, Alicia Batnelli was the station manager when I was personnel director. She's still a great friend. Um, Nick Rafter. Uh, Diana Ingalls, obviously Ed Ingalls, Kevin Ingalls was there at the time. Um, Dustin Gervais said, uh, Andrew Falzone, Jeff Cooperage, um, so many people. And then people that came after me that I'm still um, close to, Lauren Brookmeyer, Kim Saltmarsh, um, just so many good memories with so many people. Like It's funny because we were talking before I guess you hit record and you were saying things will start coming back to you. And I remember now doing, there was a show, I can't remember the name of it, but you could kind of sign up for it and do whatever you wanted, as long as it fit the format of some of the, of another show. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I did one with um, Lauren Brookmeyer, Kim Saltmarsh, Amanda Schaefer at the time. Um, and we did like a pajama party um, playing. I think we were playing stuff that was on uncharted territory. So just so many good memories. Oh, I lost you. Oh, can you hear me? Now I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, you were saying something about the pajama party, and you were playing something. Oh yeah. So we did like behind the scenes. We because it was at night. Um, I think on like a Sunday night, we were we were like, well, let's just like come in really comfy pajamas and you know, hang out, but we did, um, the music that we played was the uncharted territory format. I don't remember what that show was called. It was called something. And it was kind of like, you could sign up for it and then take another show that RHU has on the schedule and play that music during that time. Was it anarchy? Maybe, maybe that was it. That might've been it. (laughs) Okay, very good. Was there a moment or or a time when you when you start looked around and you realized you were making friends and that you felt comfortable at the station and you thought, okay, I'm going to hang out here, I'm going to be here for a while? Was there a, a feeling of this is I've made the right decision here? I think that just kind of came with the whole the whole experience. I don't know that there was a time where I didn't feel comfortable or didn't feel like I should be there or belonged or anything like that. I think. From from the beginning, when I was in the training class, we just, you know, you just kind of made friends and people were always very welcoming. And being in the summer training class, I think, again, was the best experience because you were needed. 
right? Like you really could help out a lot when once the training class was over because people were not coming back until September. So I always felt like it was a very welcoming place and it was somewhere where I did hang out and I did, you know, go in and just like sit around if I had some time between classes and, you know, just hung out with whoever was there at the time. And I think everybody was really welcoming and got along. I don't really remember people not getting along. That must have been a really nice feeling, especially having that experience of being there during the summer. And then as people are coming back, you're already there and you're already covering shifts and you already have, have a sense of, of, of belonging. That must have been mm-hmm. a nice feeling to be able to welcome people back. Absolutely. Yeah. You didn't feel like, oh, there's too many people here. Maybe I, you know, the room's too crowded. Let me like not come in. You didn't feel that because um, I was already kind of doing stuff and it was just a matter of like meeting the new faces, which was cool. Cool. You mentioned Ed Ingalls and everybody's yeah. got Ed Ingalls stories. What do you remember about Ed? I don't know if I have so many stories necessarily. I just remember him always being so kind, so encouraging, so helpful. Like he always made you feel like you you had it in you to do whatever you wanted to do and he was there to guide you and, and give you tips along the way. Um just like a great human, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um and you mentioned Bruce in the in the interview um asking you about doing a Romanian hip hop show and so forth. What about working with with Bruce or getting to know him? Like you said during the summer there's a a small amount of staff around. Bruce must have been around. Do you remember working with him? Yeah, again, just another another guy who was so encouraging. And now that I think back, right, like, so we all know the, the Bruce speech that he gives in the training class of I like to sleep nights. I don't know how this man slept nights because you're giving college students, some of them, you know, right out of high school, you know, first like year in college, so much responsibility. Um, but it's so cool that RHU is that for people that you, you know, you can really grow. Um, and, and you do get all these responsibilities. Um, yeah, I just remember everybody being so encouraging and I don't, I don't think I ever really wanted to get into like the management side of things. And and that actually kind of goes for a lot of things. I don't know if I ever wanted to do like the Hofstra's morning wake call and there I, really for me it was like hip hop top 40 that's kind of what I wanted mm-hmm. and just I know Bruce was the one that kind of encouraged me well why don't you think about you know maybe applying for the producer of uncharted territory or why don't you think about maybe applying for the EB um and so it was like his little nudges along the way that kind of got me interested in doing more and involved in things um Hofstra's morning wake up call I I probably started doing it because there was a need for people to do it since I was a local student. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went, I started just doing the community events and then doing the news. And obviously, you know, you could chime in during the, the conversations. Um, and then I ended up co-hosting and then hosting. And that's something that I never thought I would do. But you just kind of dip your toe in and you like it and you keep going and people encourage you, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Oh, we, you know, we need someone to do this. And so it just kind of keeps going. And I'm really proud of all the things that I did that I didn't think I would ever want to do. Just like stepping into, you know, training class and, and, you know, hearing about what the opportunities were. Like I never 
thought I would really do news and have just a morning wake up call. And then I ended up really being a huge part of my time there. Hmm. I think that's a couple of parts of Bruce's philosophy is that, that there's this, the training program to get you ready for all the possibilities. And then there's the parachute or I don't know if the parachute still existed at that point. Um, but something you, you said reminded me of, uh, you know, I, I don't know if Bruce said it to you or in your training, but uh, we're handing you the, the keys to the spaceship or something like that. Does that sound mm-hmm. familiar? Vaguely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that there's all these opportunities and, and they're making them available to you. So mm-hmm. it's nice to hear that that worked out for you. Um, yeah. we, you have these memories and these friendships and relationships that, that go back and we have the benefit of hindsight of, of looking back. Um, is it possible? Can you go back in your mind to that feeling of being 18, 19 years old and applying and, and joining the station? And what did you hope Hofstra Radio would be at that point, and what did it become? I I really don't know if I had any expectations, um, and probably that's a good thing. Um, I can't. I think I just really wanted to do things that I was already interested in, and my interests grew so much from being there. So. Yeah, I I think I kind of went in a little bit of like a blank slate and just explored while I was there, you know, what like needed, what like what shows needed help and what positions were open. And and so it kind of just took me on a journey. And I don't I don't remember having expectations, but if I did, I'm sure that it exceeded those expectations. Um, Just in, in what I was able to do in the years there and what I got out of it and the friendships that I got out of it and just like the great memories that I got out of it. That's fantastic. Uh, Alina, thank you so much for sharing your stories and your memories. This was a lot of fun and I'm working on some more questions and I'm hopeful that you have some more stories to share. Absolutely. This was great. I love going down memory lane. I love listening. So I'm looking forward to more episodes that you put out. And yeah, let me know if you need anything else. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you.